0: be a good segue yeah, go. who, yeah
1: who carries sean's stuff
0: maritime knife supply oh okay yeah. the number one supplier for all your knife making needs
1: and co-
2: conveniently oh, yeah. our sponsor
1: i heard that i heard that on the last episode
2: <laughs> we totally just that's not happening again <laughs>
1: it was beautiful it made me laugh Oh,
2: yeah, you know, I've, I've had a bit of a week, so I'm. I'm yeah, wh- wh- what every was your week like? To, uh... <laughs> well, uh... Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I rode off my car.
1: Don't fuck this up. No, don't fuck it up. Oh,
2: God. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Fucking story of my life.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All
2: right, all right, London, are you ready to tank this? Let's tank it.
0: (laughs) Throw it in the fire, bud.
2: All righty. Good day, eh? And welcome to another Forge Side Chat, a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between, with a heavy focus on talent in the great white north. I'm going to get you to do that again. Sure. More energy. More energy. That's all you needed to say. More energy.
0: You're, talk- you're, talking- you're talking to little kids here, bud.
2: Talking to little kids. Let's do it. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, I, <thought> I didn't <laughs> tell you to do that. Well, you said it last night, so now I'm all <laughs> amped. Good day, eh? And welcome to another a Forge Side Chat. A podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between. With a heavy focus on talent in the great white north.
0: We're talking about Canada, eh? and today in The Forge, we have Maggie Slater sitting down with us. And Maggie's been in the welding game for a while now. She took welding at Nate back in 2010, and since then has begun her journey on working with metal. She specializes in working with reclaimed metal, making metal art. And she has a little corner that she rents at the company that she works for. She tends to work with her dad a lot and she actually has work in a gallery right now and that's the gossamer gallery in Wobbleman. Uh, she comes from Edmonton, Alberta. So if you're looking for her, you can find her as industrial growth on Instagram. Make sure you follow her and reach out and say hi if you want. So how you doing, Maggie?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you guys?
0: Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Steve, how are you, you doing, well?
2: buddy? Um, I'm doing okay. Yeah, all things considering. <laughs> all things considering. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, jeez. Oh, bruise Long, bruise lung. I love you. That,
0: that's that's not a what beer. You, that's a iced tea. Oh, uh, it's iced tea. It's
2: brisk, baby. You remember those commercials? Brisk in the
0: can. It's The best in the can. I don't like it in a bottle. In a can, it's oh, the best though. Yeah. Yeah, so oh what's going on? What's what's at the oh,
2: oh, oh. what
0: happened, buddy? <laughs> Fuck.
2: It's well, um, a couple days ago, uh, I was uh, on the highway, got myself into a wee bit of a pileup, and uh, rode off my car. So I was lucky, the whole, the whole front end of my car was just uh, slid under the, the bumper of a Volvo, which. When you look at the comparison of my damage to my car to the da to lack of damage to his car, you know he's <laughs> built like a goddamn sherman tank, and uh but <laughs> my car was like <laughs> the Pontiac tinfoil g six should have called it a t six <laughs> uh but no, it's <laughs> like everything right up into the cabin got like just mangled and it was, it was, it was pretty bad. So, but I was able to get, I think out.
0: the G stands for garbage, but. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. And go. Make sense, the garbage <laughs> sense. Yeah. It's not
1: going to buff out. Oh, it will not buff
2: out. Um, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the thing that pisses me off the most about that accident, isn't that I just had to write off the car. Cause I mean, yeah, it was it was on its way out anyways, but, um, I just filled it up. That's what really gets my goat. Brutal.
0: <sighs> yeah, price of gas right now. Jeez Louise, eh?
2: Yeah. I filled up at
0: 2.10. Ouch. Yeah. Dang. What is it in Alberta right now, Maggie?
1: I think it's 168. Oh. Yeah.
0: Not bad. I would get... Um, like
1: 185 or not something. Not feeling like it like you are, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Well,
2: the fellow... That's in that, uh... Winnipeg? Yeah. Yeah. The fellow who scrapped my car, um I we uh I I rent him some space on the property, uh, so he keeps some of his scrap cars there. So he came and he, he picked me up and he's like, Ah, oh, you know what, I'll let me have the gas tank, I'll throw you an extra hundred bucks. Okay. All right, that that negates that. But um Well, oh, there you go. The tow truck driver yep. was he was he's he's a real chancer, that guy, you know, he uh He's like, oh, you know what? Why don't you... Uh, I'm just thinking about what's best for you. Why don't you take your license plates off and I'll just donate it to the fire department so they can practice on. I'm like, yeah, yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> You're going to scrap make, it, aren't you? you little?
0: <laughs> make a few hundred bucks by scrapping yeah. your car any jerk face.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I also had like tons of stuff in it. Like my car was like my... My storage unit. You know, you live in your car. I don't live in my car, but I
0: down it down by the river.
2: <laughs> it's it's well. Oh, oh, so you've seen me? <laughs> <laughs> no, the trunk. Little
0: little portable forge setup.
2: But no, it's no, but it it had my portable forge. Uh, no, no, no. It had my portable farmers market set up in the back. Uh, oh,
0: dang, yeah. Yeah,
2: so I had my, you know, my fold-out tables, my 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 tablecloths, um, my incredibly jank display cabinets that I, you know, because um, I decided I need to build display cabinets because the last time I brought knives to a farmer's market, uh, some dude just picks up one of my Damascus and he starts trying to bend it. I'm like, dude, what, what the hell are you doing? You don't, no touching. Right? And Oh, but you just Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Just, so you
0: made you made these cabinets with your hands? Yeah. Because you're very hand you're very handy with your I'm hands. I'm a
2: handy boy. And
0: uh did, did you pick up on that?
2: No, I didn't pick up on
0: it. That tra- tra- there's a tragically hip reference right there for you.
2: Oh, okay. I, I I apologize. I apologize. I did not pick up on that. No, just just some you know, a bit of acrylic, a bit of SPF and a you know, a bit of a torching and you know, I got myself a display cabinet. Works out well. Hmm. Take my work shirt, hmm. which is plaid, fold it up, and it makes a nice little Canadian display. Oh, beauty. Yeah, yeah. Beauty. Yeah. yeah. So what nice?
0: we in in the forge at all this week or um, like prior to this happening, obviously?
2: I was. I you know, I I, I got that uh Concrete pad poured finally. I've, I've been putting that off for a while, but uh, the pad has been poured. It's it'll it's tomorrow. It'll be fully cured if the instruction sheet is accurate. And uh, actually, yeah, I had my buddy <laughs> had a buddy over, and you know, he's like, well, oh, can we light up the forge and do something?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sure. Light up the coal forge. Let's let's uh, you know, propane prices are kind of up there, so." Light up the coal for it, so he decides he's going to make a little ring for himself, and it, you know he he made himself a really cool ring, and then oh, yeah. and the, yeah yeah and I told him you know use 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 my Dremel tool and and you know clean out the inside, sand the inside, so you have you know something smooth to slide on your finger. But he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. He had it so perfectly sized, but the inside was so coarse. He popped it on his finger and it wouldn't come off. (laughs) It would not come off. So he's really trying. He's spending like a good 10, 15 minutes trying to get it off. And, you know, we're just, we're just blasting it with all sorts of different oils. And then we just, I just take his hand and I put it, I put it in my quench tank, uh, my canola quench tank. And then finally, finally it starts comes off (laughs) like now don't do it again because i see him eyeing it he's looking at it like no no. sand that shit sand that shit before you put it back on
0: what's with boys sticking their fingers and things hey
2: (sighs) i'll never i'll never know
0: maggie's shaking her head
2: (laughs) no comment Uh, but enough about enough about um my my horrendous week. Um have you been buddy?
0: Uh, you know what? freaking feel like life is trying to take a shit bomb on me, dude. Man, it's like my truck is having issues, my plumbing in my house is having issues, I screwed up a paint job and had to like grind it all off and start all over again on a on a rush order for somebody. I'm just uh you know, I'm I'm like pulling pulling everything at, at once here in in all directions and I'm like oh my gosh and then, you know just you know other little things in life going on that accumulate to just me being feeling this like overwhelming pressure of uh wanting to kind of you know s- say screw it to a few things but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. persevering I'm pushing through I've got the paint redone I've got my I'm I've got my truck. I think I've got it figured out. I think it's the CV axle that I just got installed like a month or two ago. Yes. I think they screwed up on it and I've got an appointment to bring it back there, so and hopefully it's not screwing anything else up by driving it like this, but uh, it's uh is what it is and yeah, haven't haven't lit up the forge, man. Maybe that's why I'm stressed out. Haven't been able to light up the forge because I've got this Welding job going on, painting going on, and I'm just, I need to forge. I need to forge something. You
2: know, if anything the last week has taught me, always take the forge over everything else. I (sighs) had the option, let my friend Uber to the train station or drive him to the train station. And look where that got me. Into a pileup. So, always take the forge.
0: What, what, you should have been forging instead of driving Should have been forging
2: instead of driving my buddy. <laughs> should have been forging. Oh, geez. Okay. So, take Ma- that Maggie. Lesson. Maggie. Go to the forge. Ma- <laughs> what have you been up to this week, Maggie?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, art-wise, I've been kind of slow myself, too um last week my dad and i were in the shop we're working on a handrail for my friend janny who is a wonderful painter and i have um some collaborative pieces with her um that i've done in metal and she paints them and brings them to life and so yeah we we finished our uh basement early in january and so she did work in our basement um the three doors in our basement to our storage room and in the bathroom are she painted them so they look like rusted old steel like heavy doors with rivets oh, and cool. yeah. yeah so they're just regular doors and like the rivets are googly eyes but they are badass um huh. They just look like rusted old steel. And so in exchange for the work she did in our basement, me and my dad have built her um, some new handrails for inside her house. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. So that's the, that's the latest project going on. I, I may have misheard you. Uh, go-
2: go- googly eyes are, are in use?
1: Are the rivets? Yeah. Cause they're just regular, regular doors. That's and wild. so, yeah. That's so cool. They, they look like rivets once she's done with them.
2: Way better than the use of googly eyes I've used in my house. So just saying, you know. Yeah. yeah. Are you gonna
0: put, dude. Are you gonna put googly eyes on your power hammer?
2: Um, I was. It's thinking kind of like a that.
0: must. It's, I, I think it's a
2: must. I mean, yeah. Um, I've got some on my press. Um, you actually, right, well,
1: you googly eye stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I oh, bought a pack sure. I bought a pack of googly eyes from the from the dollar store. Uh I put some on my press. Now that I'm thinking about it, it'll probably go on the power hammer cuz you know, um well, put some on my toilet too. You know, whole Pee-wee Herman theme.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no. No, Steve,
0: don't no. no never again. <laughs> Uh, so, My uh, we were t- chatting a little bit
2: the reaction.
0: Okay. <laughs> we were having a little bit of a chat before we started the show with Maggie and you mentioned that you work with your dad a lot. Where, how does that come into play?
1: Uh, how it started was, so in 2017, when I got rolling, um, more serious about making art and was spending a lot more time, I started taking commission work and I would get jobs that. I couldn't do or I couldn't do alone and so I kind of I'd convince my dad to come in the shop and work with me he has a background in welding as well um and then recently recently retired so it's like you have free time on your hands come and help me and so how it started was that and he would like we would just wind up fighting like for the first year of it, <laughs> we would just be screaming at each other all the time. Cause we're both trying to be the boss. <laughs> but, but then eventually, eventually we started to find a real groove and, um, you know, aside from commissions, we would make art pieces together and then he would come up with stuff. Um, and then I'd typically do the welding for his pieces for him. He'll do some all on his own now and he'll go, go do the welding too on his own. Um, and he, he even has pieces of, of his own at Gossamer gallery. And, and, um, I just sold, I shared it on my story the other day, the, these two, um, fishing, two people fishing that he made and they're out of pliers and their heads are ball bearings and they're pretty cool. And, and I shared it on my story and sold them the next day for them. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So he's quite an artist too. I think that's, I think that's where I got it.
0: Ah, there you go. Was Has yeah. your dad like always done the art thing or is that since you've kind of brought him into it?
1: I think I, I think I got him hooked on metal art. I, he's always been artistic, like whether drawing or like, you should see that guy even like plate food. He is very creative, but if he listens to this, he's going to be mad. But like, it was just, you go to work and you, you go to work and you make hay while the sun shines and you hate your life. And then you get to retire and that's when it's fun. <laughs> and so I think he's had a lot more fun now that he's retired. That's cool. And so, yeah, I feel a little bit, um, cause I had mentioned to you too, through messaging that, um, I have actually been doing, Less metal art than than I have been kind of in the last six months, um but sometimes I feel like um I found metal art and that creative aspect of my life for my dad sometimes hmm.
0: well, cool. mm-hmm. mm. what What was it that got you into welding? Why did you go that route?
1: I went that route because I was working at just kind of, you know, good, like jobs that are fine, but you know, not a, not career, what you would call career jobs. And, um, so my employer now, my dad used to work there before he retired. So he got me on in summer of 2009 and I pushed a broom and I sorted bolts and, and carried stuff around and, um did that for a whole summer and it was fine. Um did something else through the winter and then came back of the summer of 2010 and there was quite a few welders in the shop at that time doing prefab and um so I wound up just helping them steady and uh one of the journeymen there I'll give him a shout out is Mike Bellchamber and he also is the owner of Freedom Fab and he does a lot of motorcycle parts. Cool. And uh so yeah, he said to me one day like you're just banking hours get a blue book so I took it on and really enjoyed it
0: for people that aren't familiar with welding what is the blue book
1: blue book is um like a record of your apprenticeship your training your hours of experience and um employers will take you on as an apprentice they'll sign off on your blue book um through through
0: the cwb
1: that's through Alberta industry training. So AIT okay. is kind of a, a an Alberta government branch. Okay. And so, yeah, you do your apprenticeship through there and three years of school. And so I got my journeyman in 2013. Beauty. Right now. Oh.
0: And you didn't stop there, though, because you went into pressure welding, right?
1: Yeah, I did a little bit of that. I did the... Um, B pressure course at Nate, which is an excellent, an excellent course. You can do it in the evenings and you get 84 hours worth of practice. And then they bring a ABSA, which is the Alberta boiler safety association. They bring an ABSA safety codes officer right there. And so you test in the booth you've been practicing in, you weld on the machine you've been working on already.
0: Cool.
1: And so, yeah, I got my, be pressure ticket. And it's, you know, so many people say like, you know, when they, you don't get it first try, it's like a struggle, but I got it first try, but I also got 84 hours of practice. So not a lot of people do that. Oh,
0: wow. wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> mm. you
1: know, edited. So I didn't really work. Here. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't do much pressure welding like within the industry. Um, cause 2013, everything slowed down for a bit there. Right, right.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and I'm.
1: I'm gonna be. am gonna be a
2: weirdo. And um, I I miss that reference uh, about uh, 2013. I I was not here for that. What happened there?
1: Just a just kind of a bust inside of the oil and gas industry. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the like that's when they shut down the oil sands pretty much in Alberta. They well, were like, right, "Yeah, eh? screw this." Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, Okay. Well,
0: there's a lot of environmental concern around it, um, and then there was a lot of BS from the government as to whether it, whether or not it's a proper sustainable business that we're operating up there. And gotcha, pipeline gotcha. Pipeline issues and all sorts of stuff that was going on there. And hmm. now look at where we are. Wouldn't it be nice if we had our own? Oil processing plants in Canada, and we're mining our own oil right here.
2: Yeah, but well, look at that. C'est la vie. The, things, the things you miss. I was, I was living uh, far away from Canada in 2013. So it's uh, the things you miss. Where were you living? Uh, I was, I was living in China. Really? Yep. I spent uh, about 11 years there—10, 11 years. That's cool. Yeah ups and downs <laughs> food is awesome though fair <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: came back as a as a ultra chinese chef
2: Well, i can i can cook me some chinese food you can't you can't go over there and not learn how to cook that food
1: <laughs> yeah cuz it's not like chinese food here
2: no it's very very different and in a much much better way
1: um yeah well it- you
2: some come things, across yeah, some really not. weird stuff. Really, really weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really good, but really weird stuff.
1: <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you ate? Mm.
2: Um, what? Maybe it's oh, it's a toss-up. Maybe pig brain, uh, live shrimp. Um.
0: Uh, Gross. Oh, what was that soup you were telling me about there? Or, or there? should we not talk about what?
2: that? Duck blood soup. That's-
0: know that other one
2: soup soup the soup meow oh oh yes uh former in-laws cooked soup for one of my last meals there and it wasn't meow soup which funny enough mao is the chinese word for cat <laughs> mao but um no it was, it was dog soup and there was a paw just sticking right out of the bowl and if you eat it. You can eat it. I just don't want to be a part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, wouldn't go there.
2: I, I'm like, I'm team dog. I have like dogs, like going, crowding my place. So it's like, no
0: so the the legends are true or the myths are true. It does happen.
2: Well, I'd I'd say in the countryside, it, you know, in the villages, it, it, yes, absolutely, uh, more so than mm-hmm. it happens in the urban cities. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I'm sure anybody that's familiar with China knows very well that's how it is.
2: There's a lot of weird stuff that happens over there, so you know.
0: <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. It's like there's like way weirder stuff that happens in other places of the world too, but oh, yeah. whatever. We don't talk about politics, right?
2: No, we don't. We're yeah. We try not to at least. But look at us now.
0: <laughs> Some Maggie let's get back to the metal metal you like to work with reclaimed metal mostly you said right
1: yeah a lot of scrap
0: are you digging are you Love getting that. your scrap from your workplace or are you going and digging in other scrap bins or
1: yeah a lot from my workplace which is great I can take advantage of what we have in the scrap in there we also share a yard with heavy duty mechanics so I oh. can scrounge up awesome parts there um friends I've met yeah one of the um a guy I met early on when I started making um his name is Travis and he built a lot of um a lot of pipe furniture he'd use live edge wood and um oh crap I'm gonna forget it furnished fittings I'm gonna forget his Instagram so sorry Travis (laughs) Um, what's
0: his his full name do you know his last name
1: oh I don't even know um but uh anyway I met him um right off the bat um through a show that I did and he had gotten hooked on buying um storage units buying out storage units and so in one of them he found two original original Heidelberg printing presses and just like parted it out. And I had like gears and all kinds of cool parts for days. Fitted furnishings underscore CA is his Instagram. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he um, just parts through, through friends meeting people. Um, There was one scrapyard. I haven't been there in about a year year or two and it's in the an industrial park south of edmonton and still privately owned oh yeah and i'm not going to say the name of it because then everybody knows about it but right. because it's, because it's privately house. yeah because yeah. it's privately owned um he would still let you let people go and rummage nice. and so i would i would pile up all these treasures that i found and just like that i think is gold and yeah. i remember remember the first day i did to i had like um like cast or f- maybe they were forged um like hand railings that were all twisted and gears and chain and just parts that i knew would would make such cool sculptures and i show them up and i i walk up there and i'm like all proud of what i found and he like looks at me and he's looks down at what I picked and he was like, wow, big spender. Hey, he's like, give me 10 bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> but you know, so just literally his, his trash. And I was so excited. <laughs> so those are, it is. yeah, yeah. You just see different, you see something different in, in mm-hmm. scrap metal than what other people see. Farm equipment. Um, old tools. I like to use a lot of old tools, and I get shit on a lot by, you know, some guys who will walk by my table and be, "You ruined a perfectly good tool. What are you doing?" <laughs> Take oh, a walk, boy. sunshine. It's mine now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Oh boy. And just give it, giving stuff a second life.
2: I I Do love cards. Uh, They're just uh, so much fun. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's
0: a, a trick I learned to it, and I don't know if it's pertinent to Manitoba only. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. I don't know. But scrap yards won't let you rummage. Salvage yards will let you rummage. So if you look up salvage mm-hmm. yards, then you'll find places that will that you come in and look for what you're looking for.
2: Interesting. That's kind of nice. Interesting. We got a yard near me and uh, they're they're usually, they usually have like a no rummaging policy, but um, the guy there, uh, the guy who owns it was, was friends with uh, a former neighbor of mine who restored classic cars. So, I've I quickly found out that uh, to get to this guy, I had to kind of show him I was part of the club. So one day I was out for a drive in my '63 <clears throat> Ford Galaxy, and I uh, I stop in and I'm like, hey, um, you guys got a scrapyard here, huh? And you know, but a bit of name dropping, which I don't like to do, but name dropping. And uh, I got I got an invite. So scrapyards are fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That was my first scrapyard because before I've never found one that would let me
1: in. No, yeah, they don't they don't let you walk around nothing. Yeah. And so it's like when I would go for work for my job and then I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these good things and they're like, no. You can't even like, even if I'm like that over there, can you just grab it for me? They're not having any of it. But yeah, when you can find somebody like this guy, this guy was awesome, you know? And, and I, I showed up, I had like, you know, my steel toe boots on. I brought a high viz and a hard hat in case I needed it. Like, I didn't know what I was showing up to. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. Just don't get hit by the loader. And I was like, oh, see you later. (laughs) Just made an afternoon of it. Yeah.
2: Right. And how was your first reaction when you got hit with the price tag uh, going through scrapyard?
1: Of like his price tag of ten yeah. bucks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> it was awesome. Right? Um, yeah, like I came ready with you know like you know probably a pocket full of twenties. I had, and yeah, he wanted ten bucks. It was hold on.
0: I'll be right back. I got to go get more stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I should have, I should have borrowed the work truck. Cause I, I have a car. So I roll around <laughs> in my, in my Elantra and just weigh it down in the back and filled it with as much as I could. Well, there you go. I had to pull up with the pickup cause I was
2: shopping for, uh, uh, you know, some scrap steel and specifically, uh, a, a, a beam so I could, um, make my press a bit more rigid because it's a C frame. Um, so I, I went in there with my, with my pickup and I loaded up a bunch of stuff and I said, Oh, wow. A whole set of leaf springs. That's going in the back. Cause you need to have every leaf spring you can see. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I just grabbed the grab like so much stuff and, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to cost me a lot because my usual supplier, they they sell their off cuts for a buck a pound. And on my way out, the guy's like, oh yeah, uh, 15, I'll do her. I'm like, 1500? <laughs> no, dummy, 15 bucks.
1: I'm like, oh. Run. Yeah.
2: For, cool. For a big I beam plus a bunch of other stuff. It was I beam, and there was just. A whole bunch of scrap. Just like, it was, I, I was a kid in a candy store, man.
0: Mm -hmm. I-beam's not cheap, man.
2: No, no, they're
1: not. at all is not cheap. That's right.
0: Even at the salvage yard, though, I mean, to buy I-beam at the salvage yard, it's not cheap.
2: I had to put some things back because I mistakenly pillaged the boss's private pile. (laughs) 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 It's like, okay, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll put these back. But um Well there's
0: there was a salvage yard here in Winnipeg. It's closed now and everything was gone within a few days. They emptied the place. But uh it was and it was right across from the Princess Auto, dude. Like what a prime location oh, wow. for a salvage yard. I'm going to for a trip to Princess Auto and I'll stop at the salvage yard as well. But dude, the yard was gotta have been ten acres big. Like it was huge and it was full of fire trucks and dozers and ambulances and all sorts of heavy duty machinery cranes and stuff. Dude, I was going to buy, he had a eight foot long, eight inch wide, one inch thick plate of leaf spring. It was, it was like a giant leaf, uh, leaf spring from a big machine. And I was like, well, I'm kind of interested in that. I think I could use it. I I, I thought I could weld. it. was what my idea was, but you can't weld leaf spring. It won't work very well. Apparently. So I decided to pass on it, but for he was gonna sell it to me for a hundred bucks. I mean, like, probably that's like what it would cost at this scrapyard if you were to take it in, you'd probably get a hundred bucks for it, most likely, is about that. Cause like I I've been taking in loads to the the scrapyard and I actually made like 200 bucks on the weekend. But one of the things that I learned with the scrapyards, so you're not allowed to go in them, right, and just salvage as you would. But if you take a load in and the guy next to you throws out a nice big chunk of one inch plate and you throw it in your truck right away.
2: Oh man. Eh, No one's going to say anything.
0: (laughs) So not only did I make 200 and something bucks, I also scored a nice big chunk of one inch steel plate. I think it's mild steel. I don't know for sure, but yeah,
2: it's the best place to get plate, plate, man. (laughs) buying plate from my supplier. Uh, Charge me an arm and a leg and sign over my firstborn.
0: You know where the best place to get knife making supplies is?
2: Oh, I sure do. You want me Where's to say Where's there? Do you want to say? Hold um, on. Where it is together. it, bud? <laughs> one.
0: Maritime. Oh. Well,
2: <laughs> Maritime knife supply? <laughs> oh, really yeah, baby. It's <laughs> supposed to be a 321 London. Come on. <laughs> oh, geez. Well.
0: Is it a 321 or
2: a 123? Uh, meet in the middle say on two (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah maritime it's all good man
1: it's
0: all good
2: get lots of lots of cool tool steels over there and and grinder belts and like well
0: yeah if you want to get grinder belts you pick up 10 and you save 10 look at that eh?
2: yeah and if you want to if you want to, you know, kick up your game and nail those heat treats, uh, they got Paragon and even Heat Kilns. You can uh, And
0: you can use the code FSCKILN and save yourself
2: $100. $100 bucks by just typing in F-S-C-K-I-L-N. Look at that. It rolls off the tongue.
0: Well, you practiced it. Sorry, you practiced it enough times for the last ad. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know. Lots of cool stuff, was it? They got uh, velocity grinders.
0: Yeah, dude, and that's a pretty kick-ass grinder. It's uh, actually designed right in Canada as well by. Uh, yeah, by a guy that's a machinist. I think I'm trying to line him up for the for the show. Actually, oh, cool. Get him on so that we can talk about the design of the grinder a little bit and just machining as well. It'd be fun. Really cool to hear about that stuff, right? I've
2: never had the pleasure of being on a velocity.
0: Yeah, me neither. I've never had the pleasure of being on a two by 72 to be honest. (laughs) One of these days.
2: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a thing or two. Uh, And I I don't know what's going on with with Maritime or Lawrence, but they got some sort of psychic connection into my head. Because every time I try to find something that they don't have, I go out and I buy it somewhere. And then on my Facebook, it pops up, Maritime Knife Supply is now carrying this. Like, damn it, Steve, you should have been patient. You could have sent your money to canada instead of buying a a, a file guide from finland
0: oh well i well, mean you, know. you can always always message uh lawrence too and see where he's at with things and ask him you know are you that's you true ever that's true. have ever any and any intent to start stalking this stuff or whatever yeah, because he just yeah. man his lineup is consistently growing
2: it's, it's growing like crazy man it's growing like uh, crazy.
0: Growing like the weed industry in Canada. You're
2: carrying all these like TR maker supplies and stuff, eh?
0: Yeah, man. It's pretty cool.
2: Look pretty at cool. that. Look at that.
0: Oh, he should get into cahoots with the Twiller. Oh. How rad would that be?
2: Uh, that would be pretty cool, yeah. to Twiller. That's some, that's some pretty fun stuff. I think we have a thing going with them, don't we?
0: Yeah, well, are we going to bang out both ads just one after another like that? Like, what are we doing here? People are going to be like, enough is enough. I don't want to hear this stuff about linseed oil and (laughs) maritime knife supply and all the greatest knife supplies in Canada and fast shipping across Canada and the US. And the tool is the same way, man. $20 flat rate shipping across Canada and the US. And if you order... $50 $50 or more from the Twiller. We can save you 10%, buddy.
2: Oh, look at that. How do you do that? Look how do you that. do that?
0: Do you remember how you do that, Steve?
2: Oh, oh, it's like, it's like a code. It's like yeah. a code that you have to remember that I clearly didn't. <laughs> it's, it's
0: Forge Chat 10, buddy. Oh, Forge chat, chat 10.
2: Okay. So I got to yeah. break out the Enigma you machine have- to remember that shit, eh? All
0: right got the notes right in front of me man it's how okay. i gotta roll nowadays because i've got a memory like a freaking old fart
2: <laughs> well I, I always refer to my memory as a goldfish but that'll work too
0: i used to say that man and it's beyond that at this point dude. oh gosh i no. think i'm starting to have uh, early onset dementia or something dude no. i went to go brush my teeth the other day and i went to go put my deodorant on the toothbrush and what the <laughs> fuck
2: are you doing that <laughs> would be an awful taste uh yeah you'd, you'd, you'd have some you know very very uh interesting breath throughout the
1: rest of your day
0: supposed to keep you fresh right
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 72 hour protection yeah. okay, okay dude. well
1: since i since i talked over the beginning of your first ad i'm really sorry for that Don't but let's give them another shout out because you said sean cunningham of front step forge sells his stuff at maritime that's right. Yeah, Dude, look thank at you. That. Look at you. Look at you go, girl. Wow. There you go. Sponsor <laughs> me, guys. I think we're going <laughs> to have a third host. No, he's uh Sean is awesome. I wanted to bring him up cuz had mentioned him earlier. And so he's another blacksmith in Edmonton Yeah. And he runs blacksmithing courses out of Nate. Right. So he yeah, so he's contracted right. there. So I did um two blacksmithing courses with yes. him and no so way. it was awesome. It was so awesome to build the tools that you would use to build more tools, or to build the art piece that we did at the end of it. Yeah. And so it was, it was awesome. His courses, I highly recommend those. Oh, look at you go, girl! Yeah, it's mm. awesome. Is his High beard fives. as majestic as it is in the pictures? Total, his hair yeah. is fantastic. That guy.
0: I, I've I've met him in person, Steve. He's an extremely handsome and well groomed gentleman, and i <clears throat> very kind as well
1: he is
2: yes yeah. that's, that's 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 how it should be and you use a you use a uh a front step forge hammer, don't you
1: I do yeah I have um an angle peen hammer from him, oh cool, yeah. and it's got like a nice just like kind of a burnt stain look for the handle and it's awesome. So that resides at, at my friend, Brad Steven's house. And he, he's just an at home blacksmith and he has his own shop set up and a couple anvils. And, um, what I haven't his been, name again? his name's Brad Steven. And he is like off grid of the social media world. So you won't oh, find, shit,
0: him. find him. I'm not going to find him. Okay. Living the
1: dream. You won't find him. Yep. But he, he's awesome. And so he, I worked with him too. And, um you know kind of consider him a mentor he's known he's known my parents since before i was born so i've known that guy my whole life
0: oh cool but
1: he's retired he's retired now and so because we'd been doing metal work together and we took um we didn't wind up taking the blacksmithing courses at the same time but he went through them too and is like had watched every alex steel video there is on YouTube. And he loves it so much. So I convinced I convinced our employer to to buy his retirement gift from from um Front Step Forge from Sean. Nice. And so I got to go pick out all a whole bunch of tools for him and Oh, you know wow. when it's not when it's not your buddy and it's the company card it's like well brad should have this he should have <laughs> this and so then that that got me into sean's workshop and i got to have a tour of it It was that's nice
2: that's so cool i would love to tour his shop
1: yeah it's pretty
2: dope it's dope
1: yeah next time you're in edmonton book an appointment with them
2: I've, yep that's what i did i would i would next time i drive across canada i will definitely be stopping in at several places I have like a list, a uh, Canadian blacksmith must visit bucket list of places. Right. That I'm slowly chipping away at. So. Uh,
1: you should pack up your um, mobile farmer's market and get yourself signed up for the metal art show and sale, which happens every fall in Wetaskiwin. Oh, and there is metal workers who make armor who make knives, who make sculpture, who make jewelry it is awesome, and it's in an old um it's the Alberta Reynolds museum. it's like a big car and machinery oh, and yeah oh. so armor you're 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 just that's armor
2: has a it's like the bat phone straight to my heart. That's like, that's, that was my <laughs> first experience in metalworking. And you made armor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to get into the reenactment society of the SCA and uh, right. I, wa- I wanted to get into like, you know, the fighting, but you needed to have armor to get into the fighting and you know what what 14, 15 year old has three grand laying about for a, for a base model suit of armor. So I'm like, I'm going to make it. But the, the, then the more I read about armor and the more I research, the more I, I'm more into the process of making it than actually wearing it and using it. Like, I don't want to ding it up. I've worked so hard on this elbow cop. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it started off as a, something else and it turned into a, a love that's cool so armors, yes i want to go i want to meet them <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think yeah. it happens in october october yeah
0: well that's that's a good time for <laughs> spreading out your like you know, if you're into the farmer market scene, because October is like late in the season, like here in Winnipeg, yeah. you're not doing a farmer's market. Well, you could do an indoors farmer's market, I guess. It wouldn't, Is it indoors? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... there. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know. Stupid me. October's a good time. Uh, I don't know why. Extra when extra I think way. of farmer's market, I think of an outdoor market, right?
2: It's nice, except but. when it rains.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, hey, Steve.
2: Hey, hey Linden.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> I love you.
2: Oh. I have to. I have, like, I have to get a drink. Straight, down straight right to there. the heart. Straight to the heart.
0: <laughs> shock! Shock! Is it? Is it? Shock to the heart? I don't know. I don't know how the song um, goes. It's on the radio. I gotta yeah. listen to this. Bloody Shot through the heart. Shot through the heart. Ah, like...
2: ah, you know the words, and I don't. Look at that.
0: Who sings that? Is that Bon Jovi bon or Jovi. Def Leppard? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, no, Bon Jovi uh, on the pogey. I'm pogie. not
2: telling that story today. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. that's for another day.
0: Maggie, I'm interested. You mentioned that you have a an anvil at your friend's house. Do you know what yes. kind of anvil it is?
1: Oh, I don't even know what kind of anvil it is. Oh, I d- no. I did not buy it. It's it belongs to Brad. I am so sorry. To you both and all the blacksmiths listening, I don't know what kind of anvil it is. <sighs>
0: That's it. This episode's a complete
1: failure. <laughs> Shut it no. down. It's our, our, <laughs> our, our,
2: our. To- uh, no, no. What words? Words not coming. Our thing. Repeated, repeated question. I'll, I'll think of it later. I'm sure I'll think of the word later. Our question that we always ask is, has now been combo broken.
0: Yeah. C- c- What's combo your? breaker. Tell us about your anvil. Yeah. Tell us about your, holy, look at you. Just a like nerd and a half.
2: Oh, come wow. on. <laughs> You're one to talk, Mr. D20.
0: Oh, get out of here. <laughs> where's your, where's yeah. your dungeon master screen you were going to make? I
2: have to go to the printers, buddy. What's I out? want
0: one too. I don't know. Do you know what uh, dun- Dungeons and Dragons is, Maggie?
1: I know what it is. Never played.
0: Okay. Well, there's uh, one of the roles, one of the main roles of the game is to have a dungeon master. He's kind of like the the narrator of the story and decider of the outcomes of many things and why those things even happen to begin with. But they generally will have a screen in front of them that outlays the majority of the rules and um, decision-making possibilities on this on this, what's called the Dungeon Master screen.
2: Like a giant quick
0: reference Steve, card. Yeah. So when Steve and I were joking about how to quick line the show a little bit better, we joked and said, we need to have Dungeon Master screens. Because we actually align on one thing, one thing in this world, and it's Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and, <well, laughs> and blacksmithing. Yeah. Our love for metal.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I... Hey,
0: uh, hmm? what you want to what? What do you want to do? Do it. What do
2: you, you want to do? I, I want to. Oh, 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 Peggy, <laughs> tell me about your tool. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, tools. tools, tools, tools. Can you tell me about your tools? Your tool. <laughs> what kind of tools are
0: you running in your shop? What do you What do you use uh, the most for doing your metal work? Obviously, you got a welder.
1: What Kind of welder are yep. you running? It's a. Lincoln, um, three fifty. Oh my god, you're gonna have to edit this out because I don't even really pay attention or like care about my tools. It's a Lincoln welder. That's part of my rental agreement with uh, my employer. Oh yeah, and um, probably my my most common tool is like a three pound hammer and pliers really Really and truly I think I think I probably um my space probably looks a lot different than um a blacksmith who has you know a pair of tongs for very specific things um smashing scrap metal and making abstract sculptures in the way that I do is it's maybe kind of different you know, I could tell you about my DeWalt zip cut <laughs> grinder that yeah, I love. And for um, sure. um, you yeah, like right
2: angle,
0: right angle community. You know, I,
1: I, I feel phone. bad. Cause I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a huge tool person or a huge tool consumer. Mm. I try and keep it minimal.
0: Mm. i want to say things, but I'm gonna be politically correct here and not go down that road tonight. <laughs>
1: all right. What, fair, about but...
0: a, what about a plasma cutter? You utilize a plasma cutter at all?
1: Yeah, I do have um just a simple um it's a JSIC plasma cutter and I would absolutely love to buy myself a hypotherm. Um so I bought my um, fiance Matt is a machinist. Nice. And so he, conv- he convinced me a couple of years ago that we should buy a small hobby plasma table because he oh, has the experience through CNC. Oh, yeah. And so we got a little Langmuir system. And then with the bundle, you get a, um, yeah, it's a JSIC, just a 45 amp little plasma cutter. And so it does the job. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting by hand, it does the job. Um, as far as the hobby table goes, because we're not, I don't have the space to be set up permanently. Cause there's a lot of things you can do inside the Langmuir system forums. They talk about, um, ways that you can steady that table and weight that table down. Right. Um, but because my small space, I always have to move it. So that's not something that we could do. And, um, we bought an expansion kit for it, which gave us a, like a larger cutting envelope, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. It can, you can get the addition to it, which I would recommend would be the Z-axis control. Oh, really? Yeah. Be, and so because it just has, like at its basic level, just has um, X and Y axis, right. when you're cutting, if the, you know, the metal, we would find that was our problem was the metal would always warp and pop and so you can oh, you can run in oh, yeah you can run into problems there and so you want that you want that torch height uh, control um shit. so gaining that experience was awesome and and um matt being able to help me on the programming side you know and yeah. actually understanding g-code because that's a whole nother language to learn all on its own yeah. but it opened up it opened up for me to be able to make signs and I would design small parts and cut for sculptures and and it was it's fun to do. I still really like using the design program and messing around with that, but I'll mostly just send my DXF files to Gary Hall of Gary Hall Metal Art. Hmm. And he's got a small shop not far from me and um he's got a way way bigger setup. And a and a big water table on his plasma cutter, so I'll bring so, bring him work, which is great.
2: Heck yeah! Oh yeah!
1: Super yeah. awesome. So
2: what
0: what's a leg mirror system run? Somebody if they want to get something like that set up at home, or at
1: the shop. All together at that basic basic level, three to four grand, and oh, that's dang. yeah, it's not bad. Um, I had to by myself you want to have a good computer to run so Mm -hmm. you want a good computer and then you also have to accept that it's going to be in a shop and it's going to get hit with sparks and it's going to get splashed with water um so yeah you want to want to run a good computer and um you can buy yourself excuse me you can buy yourself good drawing programs um i use a simple one it's it's called proto max and um, but I know Corel Draw is a good one and and one that people love. And so, yeah, it's not, it doesn't cost that much to get started on that. And then to be able to do the work to solidify that table. They have a couple larger models now, ones that just come with torch height control. And if you can keep them in place, that'd be the way to go. <laughs>
0: but I always thought that I'd be looking at spending upwards of uh, 15 to 20.
1: Yeah, for for a larger cutting envelope, de- definitely. Like that table, we could we could cut about twenty five by thirty.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I'd want to so, have like a, f- a five by five table minimum. I'd say. Yeah,
1: then you're looking at and right. You want you want a better machine than than what that one's running. Okay. Um. So you'd you'd probably to to not be hobby level and and yeah. you know to be able to contract work. Yeah you you'd want to spend at least that.
0: Well, I've got a, but, I've got a very good plasma cutter already, but I just I mm-hmm. need to get a table for it for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and having an understanding of the CNC, um yeah, like okay. if Matt if Matt didn't know that, I would have never been able to go that route. Like it's a it's I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's a steep learning curve, you know, of even nope. knowing, you know, if it if you misfire to read the G code and, and back up to your, to your last stop. And that's exciting to learn.
0: Cause it just, it just keeps running if you misfire or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to, to pop back and, and fire your torch at that last, at that last misfire to, to cut out what you're. The
0: pattern going. Yep. Mm -hmm. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. What else? uh, With the welder, is it TIG, MIG, stick?
1: I just use metal core. Metal core, so it's a wire process. Yeah, I like it better than MIG. Really? Yeah, I I think because like because it runs hotter, and so yeah, if you're doing really thin stuff, um, I know that MIG is typically the way most people go. It's a fruity drink,
2: but it's my fruity drink. Nice. We That's started nice. recording right on that.
0: It's a fruity drink, but it's my fruity drink.
2: <laughs> I had a choice between daiquiri, margarita, rum runner. I went with rum runner. It's a nice summer drink.
1: Nice. Um, I didn't. I didn't even bring any drinks to this visit because it was pouring rain when I was driving home today, okay. and. I opted to not get out of the car an extra time in the rain.
0: It's supposed to snow here tomorrow.
1: What the hell? That sucks. Yep. Come on. What? What?
0: It wouldn't be Winnipeg if it didn't snow on May long, buddy.
2: Okay. 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 I mean. It's horrible. It's called okay. Winter
0: Pig for a reason, bud.
1: it how yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's probably that. what's,
0: it's probably coming our way. And by the time it gets here, it'll be snow.
1: Yeah. You should probably put that on your list of things that you don't talk about during forge side chat. Politics, the weather.
0: Why? What's wrong with that?
1: I don't want to talk <laughs> about the snow.
0: <laughs> no one wants no one wants to hear about it. well I think it's kind of interesting for people probably to hear about this stuff because there's a lot of people that listen that aren't from Canada. We've actually got a pretty large following from Denmark if you would believe it. Yeah. Or not.
1: Nice. Look at what that. up, Denmark?
0: Yeah, shout out to Denmark.
1: Absolutely. I don't know who
0: it is that's listening. If you're from Denmark and you're listening, shoot me a message on uh the Instagram there. Look me up Abstract Blacksmith. I think it's abstract underscore blacksmith. And uh yeah. well, I'd really like to know who these guys are. Too? Yeah <laughs> Steve at Pain. Bad Llama Forge. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Steve, do you and have if, llamas? Uh, I do. I have a llama. And I saw a picture.
1: I saw a picture of him.
2: Yeah, he's he's a he's a little bastard, but he's my little bastard. Just uh, the one. Just the one. Yeah, we we you uh,
0: keep him inside?
2: No, well, I mean, he goes wherever he wants, right? He we keep him in the field. We have fences, but he's like, I stay in the fenced area because I choose to stay in the fenced area, like. At nighttime, uh, during the winter, we'll see llama tracks outside of the horse trailer where we keep all the hay, and we're like, "Okay, like he can he can jump the fence. He he knows what's up." Um, we originally got the llama to protect the sheep from the coyotes, um, hmm. but the llama only bonded to the ram. The rest of the sheep, the llama didn't care about. Right, so, okay, um yeah, they got eaten, and then we sold the we sold the rest, so we just kept the lam the ram, so the llama would have a buddy but um, does a yeah.
0: ram does the ram shed its horns every year? How does no, that work have,
2: he does he he doesn't have horns
0: what? what kind of ram doesn't have horns doesn't it isn't that what makes it a ram
2: uh, I think something else makes it a ram, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't
0: talk about politics on here, bud. Come on now. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah, no, the, the, the horns, the horns are not the thing. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, do, you
0: get, do you get llama wool or do you, like? I I figured you probably slept with the llama. Me personally, I was like, I was waiting for you to tell me that you got a well, cozy spot no, in your bed for him.
2: No, no, the llama is a. I like people, but I don't like getting close to people. Llama, so I mm. totally understand where he's coming from on that because that's like me when I'm at when I'm just like, like yeah, we can talk and cool, but. Don't touch me. Right? <laughs>
0: but, I'm uh, I'm completely the other way around. Personally, I yeah. don't like people, but I definitely definitely like getting close with a certain someone. Oh, AKA a certain someone. Wife. Yeah, aka my wife.
2: Well, I mean that goes without saying, right? But I, I'm talking uh, you know about
0: on in general. only on on holidays type thing. It is, we're at okay. that age now. We're no, joking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, or oh, unless you have corn in your hand or in your pockets, then the llama comes right up to you. Yes.
0: I, I was wondering what you were referencing there for a second. I was like, yeah. wait, what? I only get yeah. to do it when I have corn in my hand or in my pockets. No, it, so it was. Make sense? It was
2: a thought from a previous track, and I was, it just yeah. came into my mind. Like oh, I might as I well get say it. it. I get it. Yeah. So you gonna Anyways. get the llama
1: a girlfriend or? Um.
2: The llama has the ram. He seems pretty happy with the ram. Every every spring they do their wheelbarrow routine. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I can I can post pictures but <laughs> Yeah. Shit. The poor, the poor ram tries to get away but the llama's like nope. <laughs> so if, So if you if you listen to our last episode and you heard the R our ad, um the voice that Lyndon does is quite accurate to the voice I imagine the llama making when the ram tries to get away. <laughs> Come here, little doggy. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Where do you think you're going?
0: <laughs> oh man, we've got we had and two dogs. Canceled. <laughs> right. <Culture canceled. laughs> we had two dogs and when we got our second dog, like this is going back. Wait, when I, this is all we've got is one dog now. And it's the second dog that we got because the other one passed away because they got old and whatever. But when they were young and we first got the second dog, he literally grabbed the other dog and bear hugged him and picked him up in the air and was like on two legs, giving it to him wheelbarrow style there, (laughs) which you're saying there. Yeah. You know what? Um, Let's get this back on track. What a we, topic. We had, we had a little a bit topic of a connection. Yeah, we had a little bit of a connection issue there. We dropped off. We came back on a, on a weird note about fruit and something that Steve's putting in his mouth. Uh, but we were talking about <laughs> welding wire. That's a
2: weird way to put it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking about welding wire and you said you're using metal core and but you said it's not MiG. No, yeah,
1: it's different from MIG in that it runs quite a bit hotter. Okay, still no slag, right? And uh, so it's it would run hotter, and the term would be like it uses spray transfer rather than right. short circuit. Like if you're to slow down MIG welding, you would actually see the wire make contact, arc, and break. Yep. Um. Yep. So it's more what's, of a spray transfer.
0: What's the three types of transfer? Transfer.
1: Oh God! Spray transfer, short circuit, globular. Yeah,
0: you got it, girl.
1: <laughs> Bring me back to school.
0: Right.
2: Um, I I I totally knew those things. Of course, I totally you did. Knew that. Yeah. yeah. I
0: I was <laughs> waiting for you to butt in and give the give us the answers there because mm-hmm. there was you know there was a little pause for I'd, you there.
2: I figured I'd let someone else take care of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: thanks for letting me shine, Steve.
2: There you go. That's all you
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I find it I find it's a great um it's versatile enough because I can turn it down when I'm using thin materials or um you know I can kind of just spot weld areas that I need to but then yeah. when i'm doing when I'm doing bigger stuff, I have the heat i I have what I need I find it um what's it called? like it wets out better mm-hmm. as opposed to like the cold roll that you'll get from MIG.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: And I never yeah. really welded with wire until school cuz the shop that I work at um I think it was like in some ways it sucks being a little bit behind in the times, but my whole first year my whole first year hours um I I got to weld with stick. So I went into my first year of school with my with my CWB flat ticket and um so kind of was at an advantage there as far as Yeah. As far as stick welding goes.
0: Not necessarily a, a fun advantage to have, but a, a good advantage to have.
1: Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um and now they run it differently, like the program at Nate, your whole your whole first year of school, all you do is wire and you can co- you can come out of yeah. your first year of school with a journeyman wire feed operator. So oh, the, industry is, yeah, the industry is yeah, the industry's moving like quickly towards just production style welding.
0: Hmm. It's good to know. I took welding 20 years ago, so I'm not really up to par on how the industry's changed in the last 20 years to be honest. I've actually been meaning to sp- to speak with uh Max Cerrone from the CWB. I don't know if you know of him. No, I don't. He's a good gent. You should look him up on the uh Instagram there and get to get to know who he is because he does a lot oh, for the terrific. welding community actually. And he's super smart when it comes to the to the metallurgy and all the different welding processes as well. And run and running your own business because he's run a few of his own welding businesses as well.
2: So yeah.
0: very very smart man and I hope to get him on the show here. Um where was I going with all of that now? Sorry. Train of thought process. And it is gone. I don't know. I, when it comes to the metal core, I am curious. It, You run it on a MIG machine still, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can run flux core, MIG, or metal core on that machine. You would just be changing your drive rollers.
0: Okay. And if you want to run metal core, do you have to have gas as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I run C25. Okay. So CO2 and argon.
0: Yeah. So it's flux core that people don't need to worry about their gas for, right?
1: Flux core, I believe still has shielding gas, but it does have slag, right? It, um,
0: well, flux core has, Yeah, flux core has your shielding gas built into the wire. So you don't need to worry about gas, right?
1: There's self-shielded flux core. But the right. flux core will typically run in our shop. You still, you still use a shielding gas.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, go. interesting. There you go.
2: Mm. Cool. Uh, the more you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> flux core is nice. It's the most. It runs the most like stick. I guess that'd be the globular transfer. There you go.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I hate flux core. There's a company here in Winnipeg that they ran flux core as their main welding process in their plant. They were a trailer manufacturer. You couldn't see above your knees in that shop. It was brutal. It. Yeah. Um, what about TIG welding? You do any TIG welding?
1: Not inside of my artwork, no. Um, okay. And the shop that I worked at through welding, I didn't really do any TIG either. didn't work in TIG shops. Um, hmm. But it would be something that would be on my list. Um, because it's just quiet and calm and clean.
0: Yeah, it's I my favorite. I always just
2: get blown away watching watching videos of TIG welding just on loop. It's just so... It's just... The word escapes me. It's just really comfortable that, to watch, you know? That <laughs>
0: MSMR stuff.
2: Just... <laughs>
1: Yeah it's, a nice, yeah, it's a nice process and good for um, – it would be good for lots of our projects. And so the machine that I have can switch between wire, stick, and TIG. I'm just not set up because oh, okay. um, I'd have to change – I'd be changing out bottles all the time because yeah. you want to run just straight argon with TIG. You can and... run a
0: dual bottle system and True. just have a – like a switch over on your regulators or not your regular have both lines running into the same outlet and then just have like a Y adapter with shutoffs on both sides of the Y adapter.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Something I'd have to look into.
0: And then if you were running like stainless, you have to run a different gas for stainless as well. Right. Versus like with, not with, with TIG, with TIG you can run, straight argon for stainless and for mild steel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and for aluminum as well right i, I think so i i I mean i do i run straight argon for all three processes i think i'm doing it right <laughs> i'm pretty sure i am well looked good yeah for the most part yeah i seem to be doing it right so there's that what are
1: you what are you building what did you have to paint and unpaint and repaint
0: uh i've got some table Ooh. legs on the go right now yeah thanks Open it up, Pandora's box. <laughs> Depression cycle begins again. No, it's
2: not. Wah, wah. It's not
0: anyway.
2: <laughs> I thought uh, we were done with it, talking about the table legs today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God! So I have a friend that builds live edge tables, and he gets me to make table legs for him every once in a while, and he messaged me up few weeks ago and asked me to make this new style of table leg for him for a dinner table and he said that there was most likely going to be some end tables that go along with it but he wasn't sure where that would be uh end tables and coffee table and he says i'm not too sure where that's going to be the client isn't too sure Blah, blah 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 they love the dinner table absolutely love the dinner table week ago he messages me and says hey remember those table legs that we were talking about for the end tables. I think you could have them for me by next week. Like, you know, seven days type thing. Yikes, dude. I mean, I work in the evenings and the weekend and with everything else going on with my truck, the plumbing issues, like Winnipeg's just a freaking bloody mess with water right now. It's brutal. Um, I'm honestly really not fully set up in the shop yet as well. I'm I'm still juggling around with a bunch of things to get set up because I just moved into my new shop in the end of November, new house, new shop. So I'm still juggling things around a little bit, getting set up in there, mostly set up for the most part. But now that it's summer, I've got a lot more work ahead of me anyways. So I've got seven days ahead of me to build these table legs. Okay. So I get them welded up, do the, uh, and so, the the steel I'm using as well for these is a little it's a little rusty at this point. It's been sitting on the shelf for a while. It's um it's got some surface rust on it and gunk or whatever. So I needed to clean them all up. And this is something that um I don't remember if I posted about it or what, but Rachel Bonnet messaged me right away and she was like, Tell me about these discs. So I bought these discs from uh place i unfortunately don't want to name where i got it from but these discs are like they're called paint stripping discs and they're meant for paint and rust removal and they kind of look like they almost look like a sponge but they the sponge is like so freaking hard it's like it's made out of like fiber fiberglass like like Uh, carbon fiber strings or something it's super crazy weird and dude let me tell you what that stuff will remove paint rust mill scale so fast so freaking awesome and it won't scratch the crap out of your material as well like it barely sparks. So you can push down hard on, st- on bare steel and it'll barely give you a spark. It will it almost buffs the steel actually. It gives a nice scratch pattern for painting actually. Because you want a little bit of scratch pattern for painting, right? So the painted here is really nicely. So I don't know what I did wrong. I have a funny feeling I know what I did wrong. Because I tried using um, a brush on style paint instead of spray bombs. And it wasn't curing. Two days later, I thought it was, I thought everything was good to go. It looked good. Two days later, after being done painting, I went to go pick it up and my hand stuck to the paint.
1: It's still tacky. Is it too yep. cold in your shop or is it heated in there?
0: I've got it heated and I kept the heat at 15 degrees so that it, the paint would cure. I figured 15 degrees was enough, but there again, you you nail, nail on the head, but it's possibly the temperature. I I don't know. So... I picked up spray bombs and I'm, I've spray bombed it. Now I've, I've, I ground down off all the paint, spray bombed it. And hopefully all things, the first coat of spray bombing worked great. It it was dry. I did the second coat tonight. Fingers crossed that my buddy can pick them up tomorrow night and throw them on his table because it's for a silent auction happening this weekend. So it's not even for the, yeah, well, yeah. Thanks bud. Hopefully the tables turn out because I mean the table legs, as far as I'm concerned, are like meh without the top on them, right? What good are table legs without a tabletop? So I mean anyway, I've considered doing this too. Like my buddy is probably making really good coin doing these live edge tables. And the the table end or the table leg end of it is probably honestly not the most lucrative end of it. I would assume that the wood side of it is probably the more lucrative side of it, that adding the table legs on is just a small portion of, of the bill. Right. Compared to the wood. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what what customers.
1: Sorry. Live edge wood is pretty, pretty expensive. Um, It's nice though, but that's a whole new set of tools. Like you're, you're re-outfitting your shop. If you want to start like drying and planing and, yeah, you, have you got all that already?
0: I've got a bunch of woodworking tools, but yeah, no, you're totally right. There would be a bunch of things, and then adding all that wood dust into a metal shop and paint in the same shop, oh. and it's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> as wrong. it is, I'm you know, as it is, I'm trying to juggle around the fact that I do grinding and painting and welding all in the same area.
2: Yeah,
0: it sucks. Like, I seriously have to spend. An hour to half half an hour to an hour cleaning everything up between every process right well like not welding and grinding but but if I'm welding and painting or grinding and painting, I have to spend a good half hour to an hour cleaning everything up so that I'm ready for paint and then I yeah. can't do anything for the rest of the day because I'm waiting for the paint to dry. So I can't be welding because, you know, you don't want sparks landing on that stuff or even just the fumes from it. You don't want the fumes from it getting mixed in with wet paint, you know, the the dust from the, the welding fumes. Like, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but welding dust actually, or welding fumes actually carry a lot of dust in in that fumes. So... Yeah. You ever run the welding fumes through a filter and bang out the filter afterwards. Ugh. Oh God. Yeah. What do you do for, uh, uh, respiratory protection? Do you worry about that stuff with metal core?
1: Uh, I, you would worry about it with metal core when I was working full time as a welder. Yeah. I wore a respirator all the time. Um, just one of those with the pink pancakes, the three M mask, um, when I'm putzing around in the shop, um, the the welding I actually do is pretty minimal. Yeah. Um. So I I'm kind of lazy with that now. Um. But we have big big nice bay doors, so that's nice to have open in the summer. Yep. Oh, but I would imagine so. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um. Yeah, blowing your nose at the end of the day if, if you're doing a lot of grinding and you're not wearing your respirator. Whoa. It's black. Yeah.
0: You know it's real bad if you have to pick your nose and it hurts.
1: <laughs> grinding yeah.
0: yeah, you can't blow it out. It won't come out. It's like seriously cemented into your nose and you go to pick it out and it's just like, oh, fuck, and it rips half your nose out with it.
1: Yeah. Those are yeah. good days.
0: Good days. <laughs> Glad I don't do that anymore. I used to work in a trailer manufacturing shop back when I was, that was like my first gig as a wilder. Mm-hmm. Dirty. Holy frick.
2: And uh, thanks for tuning in to the nose picking episode of Ford Side chat. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm a nose picker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a nose picker. nose flicker.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Mel and Colin. The band. Nose picker excellent tune. Yeah, okay. You, okay. You oh. didn't say anything, Maggie. You got a No Effects poster on the back. You're a punk I fan. I I do.
1: I have a little bit a little bit of a punk fan. That actually belongs to Matt, my fiance. Oh, okay. It's hand painted and there's a, another hand painted in front of me here, No Effects the Decline.
0: Nice. Oh, dude. That song not to get into politics man but seriously Mm -hmm. so powerful so fucking powerful like oh i love that song so bloody much
1: so good i was i was more like a rancid operation ivy yeah that kind of
0: i like you you're cool (laughs) (laughs) we could be friends
1: all right you can you can forgive me for not knowing about my own tools
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, it's not really even your tools, they're the shop tools. And I've been working at the same place for 13 years. I have no idea what model of Lincoln I'm running. Like, I don't, you said 305 or 350. I don't even know that number, dude. (laughs) I know it's red, so I know it's a Lincoln. And I know the other one that the other guy uses is a Hobart, but that's all I know. What do you use for grinding machines? You, you like you said you have an angle grinder. You use yeah. like a you have like a big angle or grinding machine at all or?
1: My favorite is a it's a six inch slim body Dewalt. That's oh. It. That's Ooh. what I like.
0: It's angle grinder. Mm-hmm. Holy geez, six inch! That's a big. That's a big angle grinder.
1: There's like a nine-inch angle grinder in our shop. I won't. I won't even pick up.
0: No, thank you. Yeah,
1: I,
2: I. That's that's on my that's on my bucket list of things to own. Why nine-inch angle? I want it. I just it's. (laughs) Do I need a reason? I'm I'm a tool junkie man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) if you're if you're a tool junkie, you don't need a reason.
0: You could just stop. You didn't have to put junkie on there, okay?
2: Yeah, you yeah. can, you can I use You call it. me a tool. You call me a tool. We, we got the we got the <laughs> bouncy guy. The bouncy bouncy yeah, going. On. There you
0: go. Fuck, you're freaking hosehead you is what you are.
2: Oh, you. <laughs> Sorry, Maggie. Takes, you're one, just, one takes one to okay. no know one, buddy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Welcome to the club, you hoser.
2: We got t-shirts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that grinder will be. It'll make a good like counterweight for something. <laughs> probably don't need to grind any art pieces with that.
0: No, uh, well, that's and that's why I'm I'm surprised you say six inch grinder because I mean, I have a four inch or the four and a half inch angle grinder in the shop, which is like probably what I use the most. And then I also have a five inch angle grinder, which I will still use. But man. Angle grinder discs are not fricking cheap, man. And if you're running anything over the five inch, like, hold, I was there was a guy selling a twenty five pack of seven inch cutting discs, and he wanted fricking hundred dollars for it. Yeah, like, wow, yeah. and I and that's a deal.
2: Nick yeah. Tobin's
0: calling me. I'll hold on. No, no, it's all good. What's up, Nick? We're recording the podcast right now, bud. Dude, so cool, man. It, no, it's all good, man. What are you doing? <laughs> are you smoking a joint right now? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, we'll talk to you later, Token Tobin.
2: Later, bud. Peace. <laughs> huh. I thought we covered this in the pre-show. <laughs>
0: Uh, while my n- notifications are off, I just saw my phone was like, had a green thing on. I'm like, what's my phone doing? Nick Tobin. Oh, hey!
2: <laughs> well, on uh, going back to grinding discs, um, it's a fun fact that um, Maritime Knife Supply happens to have a pretty decent selection of. Grinding discs at uh, fairly reasonable prices, eh?
0: Oh yeah, I think yeah. he's carrying. Uh, who's he carrying for grinding discs? Is it Furred?
2: Well, let's let's. I think let's that's go, who he's carrying. Let's go have a. He's he's got a he's got a fair bit there. Eh? He's got he's got the Furred. He's got uh, what's that? Gemini or, is that, or did I say Jiminy? Gemini. He's got Deval. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Jiminy because that's what it sounds more fun that way. He's also got like Jiminy Duresta. Yeah. Uh, Dewalt grinding discs for a buck fifty. Nice. A buck fifty for a disc. Look at that. Look at that. Look at all those options. Look at all those options. Way to go. That's, uh, Maritime's got the goods.
1: Sometimes yeah, it's no. worth it. Worth it to spend some money on them. And I think my argument for a six inch zip cut versus a four or five is that you can, you get a little more life.
0: Don't do it. Don't do it, Lyndon.
1: Are you going to make a six inch joke?
0: I was going to. It's okay. For, you can do it. Six in, like, you prefer a six inch over a four and a half inch, eh?
1: 100%. <laughs> you no. get a little more bang for your buck, you know? <laughs> yeah, we could <can> be friends.
2: <laughs> you know, Lyndon, if you ever have the urge, you can always retract it and then lead in with a, with a, with a dad joke.
0: You know what, bud? I don't have a dad joke this episode. That's why I'm leaning on the other joke so hard.
2: What the hell is
1: wrong, man?
2: I, I have a dad you know. joke.
1: Y- y- yes. <laughs> yes! Please. Yes! Do it! <laughs> yeah? Okay, you ready? I'm always ready. All right, so the other day I went out. I was walking down the street. And there's this guy on the corner. And he's selling shoes. So I buy these shoes from this guy. And I don't know what he laced them with. But I was tripping all day.
0: I'm gonna insert the loons no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh. I like it. I, I like it. It's not crit it's not kid friendly, but we're not a kid show either, so
2: <laughs> Well, on that note, uh what does the sign on an out-of-business brothel say? What? Beat it, we're closed. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Well. <laughs> I mean, I figured since we drew the line further earlier that that was on the table.
0: Were you guys fans of, oh, what the heck, the Jerky Boys?
2: Oh, I remember them. Those are the prank callers, right? Yeah. Do you remember the, yeah, the, yeah. the,
0: the kick my dog? You kicked my dog.
2: You kicked my dog remember that that was that was the classic
0: um, jerky boys but then there was one where satan calls the shoe store hello shoe store do you have any souls well yes of (laughs) course we have some souls what are you looking
1: at what are your
2: souls (laughs) i did not hear that one That
0: that was one of my favorites yeah or the adam sandler cds or whatever back in the day his skit cds and the oh, talking yeah, goat yeah. I remember me and I remember justin that. me and justin covered this one a few like way back in the day on one of our episodes uh, so what's in the what's in the future for you maggie what do you what do you got in the plans what's in the works
2: yeah it down on us
1: yeah besides the handrail um i've got some sculptures that i'm working on for a friend um and they're animal cutouts so off the cnc table we've got a moose and a deer and an elk and a bear and so those mm. are a commission piece
0: A moose and a duck and an elk and a deer or a bear
1: a moose and bear. a deer a moose and, and a deer bear
0: and a bear what else and an did elk. i say uh, and a duck you said the an duck elk.
1: there's no duck
0: there's no duck okay <laughs> Yeah. There should be don't there should a, be a
1: goose. There should we be a can, Cobra
0: chicken in there, yeah.
1: We can maybe work that in. Right. Um so that'll go it's a commission for his basement suite, so kind of a rustic style. Um and then coming up this summer on August 14th and 15th, my dad and I are gonna set up a table. There's a two day market called the Bar Estates Winery and so artists of all types are there live music and it's typically part of open farm days which happens in Alberta Mm. it it falls on that same weekend so this Bar Estates winery is just outside of Shearwood Park and they make some lovely wines and they grow all their fruit there to to make them and then they usually always have a litter of puppies that are freshly born and you can go visit the donkey and and uh roam around and buy some art so the uh the (laughs) one of the owners um her name is christine and she is a awesome painter and so we're gonna do that and then we're looking forward to the metal art show in the fall and honestly the next thing that i want to create is a baby so I might not be welding oh. for a while if that happens. Oh, That's hey. cool. My, uh, for mm. my next trick. <laughs> <laughs> Art on a whole different level. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if that happens.
0: Oh, I right, hope, huh? uh, wish you the best of luck, man. That's uh, such a life changer having a kid. Yeah. Wow. Oh.
2: Yeah. You say, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's... Yeah. Uh, it's... It's... It's not easy. It's fun. It's uh, joyous. It's scary. And
2: uh, yeah. But having noticed all those, if you had the choice, would you do it over again?
0: Um. oh <laughs> Yeah. You know what, dude? And it's not that I... I absolutely love my child. I love my family. It's nothing against that. I really honestly, truly worry about the future of our world and what's going to be left for my child when she grows up. So.
2: That's a fair, that's that's a fair point.
1: Yeah. That's, you got to raise good people who are hopefully yeah. going to make uh, it better. Yes. That's
0: exactly. Yes. That's I'm trying my darndest. I'll tell you what. And,
2: Raise good people to contribute to a better world. Mm-hmm. Const- Constantly
0: trying to better myself so that I can raise a better person too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Learn skills.
0: Just... Learn skittles like like
1: <laughs> skills. <laughs> I know useful, you said that. useful skills.
2: <laughs> did yeah. not just say skittles, did you?
0: I did. I know it was going to ah. set you off. That's why I
1: said it. <sighs> ah. Ah. Are you yeah. off skittles? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not the right thing to say. Well <laughs> oh.
1: Steve wanted candy. I've been off junk food since April twenty seventh. It's fucking killing me. I've I've April twenty
0: seventh, um, eh?
1: Hmm. I haven't um, had chips since April twenty seventh. That's my thing.
0: Wow. I put beer or alcohol.
1: All
2: chips, except for one kind of chips. Oh yeah! I can't. I can't. I can't stop because I'm like straight up crack meth addicted to them. Okay, what are they? You know, uh,
0: what are they called? Those
2: takis or something? Yeah, these these guys here, the takis.
1: Oh, those are good.
2: Yeah. I can give up anything else, but those little rolled up corn chips and that amazingly spicy and citrusy. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> I gotta get my fix.
1: <sighs> chips is my favorite food group.
0: Interesting. Mm. I'm like totally like not in sync with you guys on that one whatsoever.
1: What's what's
2: your guilty guilty pleasure food, Lyndon?
0: Uh, well I, I, uh, five cent gummies are an issue for me for sure. And I mean, I totally shouldn't even eat those because I have like problems with my stomach and five cent gummies are like a freaking well known torture to me, but I still do it.
2: Totally understandable. though they're delicious.
0: Same thing with spicy food. It's like, I mm. I should know better, but freaking love it.
2: Delicious. Yeah. Um, going to a, a bar with a, with a uh, um, Sri Lankan kitchen staff and tell them to <laughs> tell, tell them to kill you and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll give you some strong, strong wings. I'll tell you what
0: <laughs> guilty pleasure. Um, my kid knows me as the cookie monster. Oh yeah. 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 I will literally buy cookies, like boxes of cookies. When I go grocery shopping, I'll buy like a few boxes of cookies and I will literally eat an entire box of cookies like right before bed, just like ram ram an entire box of cookies gone. Yeah, been
2: there. Pot helps, but been there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real. You smoke a joint that those them cookies is gone. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. No uh, chance.
0: Joked about getting no. a Cookie Monster tattoo. <laughs> Posted about that on Facebook the other day. It's like, if you were to get a Cookie Monster tattoo, where would you get it and what would he be doing?
2: I think we had that conversation. Yeah. yeah. It it, it went in places. (laughs) No. No. We We, we shall not dive into that. (laughs) We shall leave our listeners guessing. What could they have said?
0: And on that note, let's throw the sheepskin on this and wrap it up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> good,
0: day. good day sweet oh i think that was uh you know completely random episode as per usual that was good fun. times right on glad you enjoyed it. it
2: it it was it was fun
0: um yeah it was way way smoother Steve, dude we had a way better vibe here me and steve have been chatting on and off a bunch over the last week trying to get to know each other better and it helped
2: i i think it was the uh the pre-show pimp slap that helped (laughs) you fucking
0: slapped the (laughs) shit out of yourself man fucking chris rock would have been happy about that (laughs)
2: Or was it? No, he... Chris Rock wouldn't have been happy about that. Will Smith would have been happy about that.
0: They, I think would he would have. He was the
2: giver. He was the well, giver. Yeah. No, Chris. Or, well, I was the giver, and I was the taker. So I guess both would 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 uh, tip their hat to that.
0: Well, Will Smith would look at it in shame because he'd realize how much of a yeah, how oh, he needs to learn how to slap harder. <laughs>
2: Uh
1: yeah, yeah. Yep, it was good. Thank you guys so much for asking me.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, we, had a,
2: we, had a, we had a ball.
0: I've only been trying to line you up for months now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?
1: Yes, because I bailed on you, I think, early this year. Um, mm. And that was just because I didn't want to, like, full-on go into it. But, like, starting last November, I just have been – making a lot less art. And I was like feeling like a piece of shit for that. And, you know, I've been like drawing and painting and I read tarot cards every day and I'll like write a poem and I get that that's art, but that's not metal art. It's not what you're talking about on the show. And I know that, you know, it, it could be counted as everything in between, but, um, yeah, I've kind of been, as we've been talking about growing our family, it's almost like I'm like getting ready to break up with metal for a while. Oh, um, no, don't because say that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to weld pregnant and no, for um, sure. I'm not going to be able to have, like I went back to work full time. And so, whereas I was, I was part-time for almost three years. No. And so, I'm down to evenings and weekends and now that it's nicer out weekends will be at the Lake. And so it's just a little bit, a little bit less. So I was scared to talk about it almost like I didn't deserve to, but I still make art and I'm still going to do some shows. So.
0: Dude, you got rad, awesome stuff on your Instagram. I wanted to know about it.
1: For real.
2: Like you got, you got the stuff you, you, you deserve to talk about it. So. Thank
1: you. Hmm.
2: Spread them wings, All right. and thank you know, you. like I will.
0: a lot of people probably look at us as being a a blacksmithing, like you know that's that's our focus, right? But mm-hmm. the the real uh, the real idea about the show uh, is just more or less it is you know orientated on blacksmithing and bladesmithing, but there's so much that you can pick up from other venues of the metal world and even other oh, other yeah. other art as well like even ceramic or glasswork there's things that as blacksmiths and um bladesmiths we can pick up from that stuff so uh, yeah. there's to me there's there's no bar as to where to stop on who we can talk to like I mm-hmm. I'd, I'd even like to talk to somebody that runs a gallery so that we can get a, an insight on what that's all about. Right. Yeah. Like how cool would that be?
2: And you know what, if we're talking to somebody about, about, you know, like something that we don't fully um, understand, then we're learning on that. And if we're don't learning, give away my,
0: don't give away my secret, Steve.
2: I'm going to give them all away. <laughs> All know, the wind, but if we're you, learning, our viewers, our listeners are learning too. So that's that's awesome. Share the knowledge, share the wealth. True. Mm.
1: You oh, know who yeah. came to mind when I was thinking of? I said, like, if it was worked into the conversation, I wanted to mention this guy named Carl Sean Mick Mahone.
0: What a name!
1: Yeah. But he is, um, his Instagram is awesome, and he is an artist on Salt Spring Island.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And he, I found him from one of the tours, because he was still in, like, the tour guide, but he doesn't do them anymore. Okay. Um, Yeah, Carl Sean Mick Mahone, and he incorporates a lot of cutlery into his work, and a lot of a lot of wood he has some incredible animal sculptures and like $15,000 sculptures
0: No way no
1: Yeah way. they are beautiful and See? don't put Sorry. this I know this is still it's still recording right but don't put this on there but there's a okay. guy who's kind of become like a TikTok star with his cutlery animals Okay and he like behaves like a total hot shot and then i just think of this guy who's like so humble and wonderful and has like this little shop on on salt spring island and like oh, his pieces on. are his pieces gotta, are worth fifteen thousand dollars
0: we gotta leave we have to leave that in the show come on well is, okay. is this guy gonna, gonna pick up who it is that you're talking about will you be able to figure it out do you think
1: May, maybe I just I just don't like
0: okay, you know I don't want to yeah. I don't want
1: to down I don't want to down people but um you know sometimes when you gain some popularity online it's you know it's a little hard not to feel really mm-hmm. good about that and act like a hotshot mm-hmm. sometimes yeah, you can go straight to your ego mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. gosh darn I'll tell you what I I almost had to mesh it, message almost had to send Brian house a message and be like dude you're 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 gonna you're gonna bust my ego here man like jeez louise guy like i uh, i don't know if you heard well you, yeah you listened to the last episode and you were saying maggie right on his podcast which is a pretty big podcast the shout out that i got was wow and he's talked about me a bunch he even he what was it uh, on one of their podcasts he's he, Labeled me as being one of his favorite people. Like, dude, Aww. come on. My Shit. ego can't handle this. Yeah, I, I, I definitely Ain't that fucking it. sweet. It is. <laughs> Tickled me in all the right ways.
2: I don't even know who yeah. I am.
0: <laughs> no one knows who you are, Steve, because you don't like put yourself out there, bro. And that's weird. And I like we're, it. we're gonna start that. We're gonna people are gonna get to know you now.
1: Yeah. So people I've, are gonna get to know me a little too I've, well. I've posting your llama piggyback pictures and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Along with all the shit I
2: say on here. Does your yeah. llama have an Instagram account? Go no filter? Uh no, no, but You're not uh, like Louis that, sh- eh? Louis should. Louis yeah. should. His name Louis. is Louis the Second. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Like yeah. you should totally
0: have, man. I've seen people having Instagram accounts with the it's like all pig pictures or piglet pictures and stuff like that. I'm just like, seriously, all right. Or my dog yeah. has an Instagram, like,
1: yeah. And oh. I have like 1,200 followers, and the pig has like 10 grand. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: well, you know what? Maybe I'll do a social experiment and and make make Louis an Instagram account where he can just gripe and bitch about everything that he does as a llama. You're because
0: you're popping yourself a star here right now, buddy. Like seriously. Oh, you've yeah. got you've got gold in your hands. Utilize it, man. You could get dude, I've been listening a lot about how much money these TikTok guys and Instagram reels and YouTube people are making. It's insane, dude. It's freaking ridiculous. I
2: like I can't even understand how i internet things are uh,
1: it it goes over my head sometimes. I've backed away from some of it, like I logged out of last month I logged out of my Facebook and it has been the best. I don't know how I m- made it like the last couple years with <laughs> without deleting it but logging out has been awesome and i have Love a for you. i have a 30 minute timer on my instagram and that's you know i can do a scroll do some comments and like some good things and maybe do a post that day and but other than that i've
0: Well, oh, it's my, 30 minutes all day yeah oh. and I you can probably i could do that for
1: for business yeah like if you get stuck watching reels of like people cutting up fruit in asia or like people dancing like there's so many reels of that kind of weird stuff sometimes
2: you'll get surprised and come across london's reel some songs and stuff
0: oh no i did a i did a reel of uh the hammer that i got in the mail the other day or was that a reel no that wasn't a reel that was just a video that i posted
2: Oh, I so do that re- means you got a shout out.
0: Did I not do, do that- a shout out either? I oh, a shout out All to right. Paul Kindred for making me an absolutely awesome freaking Viking style hammer.
2: Yeah, I I dude. Do. Do
0: super sweet. So I've, watched, like, I've uh,
1: watched a couple of your last videos. Yeah? Have you?
0: Look at that. I'm popular.
2: So you've got <laughs> a Kindred Viking hammer. Yeah. Well, uh, what poundage is that? No idea. No idea. Oh, okay. Probably
0: th- about three, I think, if I had three? to guess. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I've got a Kindred Viking hammer, Uh four pounder.
0: Oh, that's that, a would
2: actually, that would actually—that yeah, would right. That—that that would actually make us Hammer Brothers. Aww. Uh, right. I guess so yeah,
0: kind of. <laughs> does yours have the uh, the engravings on it?
2: It does. Does, does he put?
0: Does he put different engravings on each one, or are they the same? No, nope, no,
2: nope. it's the same thing. That's what does that's it say? His, uh, that's that's his touch mark. I think that's his. That's that's his. Uh, the translation of his name.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it's not his. It's not his actual touch mark. Doesn't he have a different? Is or is that his actual touch mark?
2: That's that's what he uses, man. On everything. Uh, I, as far as I know, like I I could be oh. dead wrong. And I, Paul, I don't I'm know. Sorry, but yeah, sorry, um, Paul. I'm pretty sure. I've seen I've seen those on on, on every hammer that he does. Hmm.
0: Cool. I thought it was just the Viking thing.
2: Well I mean they're Viking runes, but but Well that's why I thought it was the Viking pretty thing. Pretty sure. Like you can it's 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 his name. Yeah. Okay. In Rune in Runes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay.
2: But yeah, Hammer yeah. Bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That last episode <laughs> when you asked uh now I can't remember the guest name Flashin to to tell you about his hammer.
0: <laughs> and I don't
1: and I don't think he was getting it.
2: <laughs>
1: and he was like He's... my power hammer and you were like, Yeah, tell me about your hammer.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was awesome.
2: Uh,
0: I'm a I'm a bad man. <laughs>
2: oh, man. So good, well,
0: you're yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or so bad, you're good. Either maybe that's, way,
0: maybe, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I don't know.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a little, yeah. a little bit of good mixing with the bad, and everything yeah. in between, with a heavy focus on talent M- in the M- Great M- White M- North. M- bad. <laughs> 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 okay, well, Maggie, it's been that's, a slice. Been on M- here M- forever. Let's M- uh. Let's stop it yeah. there, boys and girls. Thanks for,
1: thanks for coming by. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was a good awesome. time. It's awesome. Okay.
0: Good night, everybody. Or night, night. Maybe good night. Good night. Maybe it's not good night. Maybe it's good like, morning. Maybe it's good morning or like lunchtime or something. Maybe it's snack time or nap time. Oh, snack time's a good time. Siesta. Today's day siesta. Time.
2: Uh, snacky siesta. Snoop doopy snacks. <laughs> yum yum yum. Hey. Hey. How you doing? Good. That's Having good. a snack. What kind of snack? Ah, uh, it's cookie. Oh, me love cookie. Nom nom cookie, nom cookie, nom cookie. nom 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. See you next. See you guys.